Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and the glamorization of technology. Uh, before we get into the content of the show, uh, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for supporting us. This show is being brought to you by them. In celebration of that event, we'd like to give away free copies of Attention Magazine in a digital form. All you need to do is just listen to the show. We're going to share a secret word a few times. Uh, write it down. Listen to another show. Uh, listen for the secret word. Write it down and then send me an email with the secret words. The email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and when I get it, I will forward it on to Chad. We will get you a PDF copy of the issue of Attention Magazine and we'll you a PDF copy of the next edition when it is in print. Before we get into the show, we're going to run a little from Chad, uh, a little tip, and uh, again, we'll get into the meat of the show. Misinformation can be as deadly as the most serious disease and spread just as quickly. For years now, myths about ADHD have spread on the Internet and in social media. Chad urges parents to know the facts and get help for their children. ADHD is real. Without proper identification, treatment, and support, it can have serious consequences. Learn more at chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, uh, our topic tonight uh, is the glamorization of technology. The purpose of the show is I really want to bring a context to a lot of variables that are going on to create an awareness and an understanding and maybe some clarity. Um, My hope is actually to maybe give you a sense of what's going on, what's happening. Uh, A lot of people I find are kind of benefiting from technology, but there's far more that are suffering from it that – I think emotionally they're getting they're getting pretty frustrated about it. Now, I want to be clear. I'm not here to demonize technology, and I'm not here to worship or glorify it. Again, I just want to put it in a context um, because the market will have you believe it's the be-all, end-all for ADHD. Um, again, it, it can help in some situations, but not always. So I want to share – just some perspectives and uh, to uh, warn you a little bit of 
this show is going to be about just bringing up particular issues related to applications and technology to really be aware of um, so you can make conscious choice. Now, some of these are they're, they're, they're standalone items. Sometimes they're a little interconnected. I'll do the best I can at talking about where they overlap. But um, let's talk about the first one. The great thing about what I do is a lot of people will reach out to me uh, because they've got a product or they've got something that they want to promote. And they'll ask me if I'll advertise for them or as a coach if I'll kind of endorse them. And there's a segment of apps uh, out there that, as I describe, to me, they're well-intended, but they tend to dumb things down to the point where people no longer think. And, and I'm going to share an ex experience back in 1982 uh, or something like that. I remember walking into McDonald's in college, and I said, a Big Mac, French fries, a Coke. And the woman turned and she said, Sacamac 101. And her register was interesting because back in the old cash registers days, you had to put in the, the amount of each item. But instead, there was just a button. She hit one button and it was all three of those. And as time has gone on, if you walk into fast food restaurants, that's been kind of the wave. And what's interesting to me is if you go up to a cash register person and you give them cash and it's um, – Let's say you give them twenty dollars and forty cents because the bill's something close. They literally don't know what to do with it. They they have a hard time counting change. In other words, in in a sense, and I'm using this as, as a metaphor, not to be negative, is that nobody knows how to to count change anymore. So there's a, a fair number of apps out there that for ADHD is if you have this symptom or if you see this thing. It tells you what you're supposed to do, and what it does to me is it strips out the problem-solving part. What I've learned from coaching people with ADHD is everybody is different as a snowflake. Um, there's a lot of wanting to, to homogenize ADHD, which is normal. We've done a show about the labeling ADHD. You need a label for accommodations, but the problem with labels is once you label something, there's only one version of it. Um, and nobody sees individual differences. And, uh, you know, there's, there's some people that I've coached that are, you know, tax attorneys or FAA investigators, which incredibly detailed, um, that would fly in the face of some of those. So number one, there's individual variability and there's situational variability and the apps that dial in and say, if this do that, they do work sometimes like metaphorically, maybe for a percent of the population, but again, the way the apps will have you think is that it's working for everybody. In reality, it's only working for a select few. And what I don't like about these apps is, again, it takes observation. It takes thinking out of it, which is basically the whole rail that people are ADHD looking for because they don't really like to think, to be honest with you, because um, it's effortful. Um, but they find themselves just spinning their wheels and getting a little bit more frustrated. And so – Again, some of these apps that are out there that you might be attracted to, what I do find is they dumb things down to the point in time where you really don't get a lot out of them. The other thing that I really want to talk about a little bit, um, and we did a show with Dr. Russell Barkley, and I encourage you to go listen to that show entirely. Just Google Attention Talk Radio GPS. But he and I spent, I think it was 50 minutes, talking about working memory. ADHD 
is an issue of self-regulation, but the elephant in the room is working memory. That's the ability to load things into your mind, organize, manipulate them, discard them, and go get something else. This is a very much a challenge for people with ADHD. And in the interview that I did with Dr. Barco, we talked about the, the nature of um, working memory. And at the end of the show, we kind of concluded jokingly that uh, p- paper is often high-tech for people with ADHD. Um, the cool thing about paper is you can spread it all out and you can see everything at one time um, and you can bring a context to it. And again, listen to that show for a little bit more details. I don't want to get into it in a lot of detail, but there's a a quote by Dr. Thomas Brown that I love. It It goes, it's like watching a basketball game through a telescope. Imagine sitting in the stands looking at a basketball game, you might see three inches of the floor. So periodically when the players would run by, you see a lot of motion, but you wouldn't, you'd see the motion, but you really wouldn't understand a basketball game is kind of going on. And sometimes technology, we look through this lens um, at a very small screen and we can't see everything at, at, at one time. And in my coaching, I have learned this is a significant uh, challenge for people with ADHD. And when you're dealing with an app on, on, uh, uh, a tablet or a uh, cell phone, um, it really, really shrinks your world. So you have to do a lot of remembering things from one page to go to another page. And so while the app might be really well intended, people with ADHD, they struggle with holding the the bigger picture in their mind and they get overwhelmed by it. Whereas if you can print it out, often you can see it. Um, I'm going to give you examples of kind of how this manifests. And for many of you, thinking is kind of invisible. So some of you might be able to see this, and some of you might be struggling. I hope I give you enough examples for some of this. For me, this is a Jeff Copperism. Um, I have a list of to-dos and Outlook, and I print them off every day. And I carry the paper list around, and I cross off what I've done, and I add things, and I go back and I load it to the computer. So my computer is this repository um, and I print off and I interact with a piece of paper. But the cool thing about the list for me is I can see what I've got going on. For some people with ADHD, where they're going to technology that have some types of reminders and alarms that are good for some people because they pop up at point of performance, like, hey, I got a reminder with all the questions to ask for the doctors five minutes after my doctor's appointment. Uh, that can be great. Um, but the problem with it is, is if you've got reminders that are going off left and right um, at a particular time, because um, you just snooze the reminder, um, you you have a tendency to hit snooze and push it forward. And then when you've got 100 of them going off one time, they become invisible and they become a very much a bit of a challenge. And so the, the draw of that technology, when you do it, might work for the first couple of reminders. But as the enormity of what you have grows, it gets overwhelming for your working memory, and um, it becomes a bit of a challenge. So one of the things about technology is, is great, is that it's a great repository. But as a general rule, a lot of times it creates challenges in the thinking process. Um, corporate America has figured this out, and you, you have multiple cons- computer screens um, in the workplace, but I often don't find people using multiple screens in their home environment or particularly when they're out and about um, in cars and et cetera. I have, interestingly enough, coached many executives uh, that were procrastinating, having some difficulty, and I'm like, 
you know you can't you can't really manage your emails via cell phone and and gotten them to get laptops um and again just sort of the right device just a, a complete um transformation in that so um so at the end of the day these are some of the challenges that are there um Given where we are, let's go to a break real quick. And when we come back, I want to continue to talk about some things for you to be aware of as you start to take a look at technology. And as we talk about this, we're going to talk about how to choose the right organizational systems um, in a little bit different way. So we're going to run to this commercial break. Our secret word tonight, secret word tonight, excuse me, is glamour. Um, again, it's glamour. For those that are interested um, you want to learn more about me, just go to my website at digcoaching.com. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to ADDCA.com slash ATR. That's ADDCA.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Um, having a conversation today about technology. As we're doing this, it probably sounds a little negative. I don't mean it to be negative, uh, but I'm just trying to counterbalance the market and how it's glamorized technologies if it's the savior of ADHD, or among other things. And it, it definitely helps in some situations, but a lot of times it's a challenge. And I'm hoping for those that are attracted to this, um, you might be, oh, my God, at least I'm not the only one because there's a lot of other people out there that are struggling. Um before the break, we were talking about, you know, some apps that dumb things down to a certain extent that I don't find they work very well because they take the thinking out of it. And if you're problem solving or using technology to do that, um, we also talked about some of the nature of reminders and working memory. That's a bit of a challenge. Another issue with regard to technology that I'm personally finding very frustrating is, and I, I described this back in the 80s when I got out of college, um, I used to get information from just a limited number of places. I got mail at work. I got mail at home. I got voicemail at work. I got voicemail at home, and that was it. Then faxes came in, so that was a third avenue. Today, um, I get people with direct messaging on Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, some Instagram. I have my personal text. I've got a business text. I've got several different emails, and uh, it's coming in from so many places that I don't have a way to funnel it into a central system. I, I do have some challenge. I mean, I, I will say this is when I get text. If it's just an action, I have no big deal. But if it's a, a to-do, it's a challenge for me because I have no way of categorizing. I don't have no way of putting that stuff around. And so having information coming at me from so many different places requires that I remember it. Um, and I adapt and learn. So another problem that I have is I'm in the ADHD community involved with three or four other nonprofit volunteer organizations, and they have adopted apps 
or to do is to, to aggregate everybody together. And it's gotten to be incredibly difficult for me because I have to adopt organizational systems for all these different apps, none of which work very good, all of which give me an enormous number of alarms that just crowd my inbox and just make things more difficult. Um, I'm having to go back to those organizations and say, listen, I just can't do this in these ways. It's so much easier for me to do things um, via email or other ways. So that's, it's a bit of a challenge. But again, I'm trying to introduce the idea that working memory and trying to keep track of uh, information that's uh, distributed on many different apps and, and platforms becomes very difficult for me cognitively to kind of pull together. And I found it's, it's a very much a challenge for some of my clients. So those are some of the inherent problems associated with some of these things. Um, there's another issue that I want to bring to the attention and that's the confusion over convenience versus productivity. Let me give you a scenario. Let's say you're somebody and you're dealing with the group and you're for whatever – it's convenient for you because it's late at night and you're able to do some work, whether it's personal or business. Um, you might say, hmm, it's 10 o'clock at night. I need to communicate with a group of people. Um, and you might opt – it's really convenient if I send an email out to everybody. That email goes and there's discussion threads, and basically there's a group discussion that's taking place um, by email. <clears throat> Referencing back to the, the show I did with Dr. Barkley on uh, working memory, one of the concepts is if you've got something that requires a lot of thought, every time you have to sit down and address it, you have to spend some time booting up your mind to kind of like get your frame into it. So you're the, the threads and trying to figure out where you are, that's a very effortful challenge and can create a lot of problems for people with ADHD. So what happens is if you begin to say, it, let's say hypothetically, it takes you three minutes every time you read an email to backtrack to find out what's going on and emails are circling around for a week or two, you spend an enormous amount of time rethinking or loading up in your mind what's been, whereas if you had a conversation with somebody, that interaction would start, you'd get on the topic, you would resolve it and move on. So I go back to the, the night before, it looks convenient uh, because you can get work done at that particular moment. But what I like to point out is the long term, it actually creates more work and is a challenge for ADHD. And sometimes I find with technology, it's so decentralized when we should advocate for just getting everybody on the phone in a meeting to hash things out. Um, it's a lot easier. You can begin to see this is very frustrating when you get into a technology situation where you're having to deal with a chat situation. I give you an example of that when COVID hit, um, I needed to deal with a Zoom issue and I locked on and I was like number 300 or something like that. Um, I sat there all day. I would get a response, and I was literally tied to my computer for hours waiting for this thing to respond. Again, in that situation, chat is convenient for Zoom. It's very inconvenient for me. Now, this is their technology, but I'm, I'm really trying to highlight um, some of these inherent challenges that technology is bringing that makes ADHD very, very much more challenging. The other thing that I really wanted to spend a lot of time on, I've studied organization a lot. And for me, what I've learned is 
apps and technology usually are designed to help us uh, with productivity and organization. And one of the things that I have learned is that organization is a two-step process. The first step is to choose what organizational system would be best for you for what you're going to organize. And the system that you use can vary. So let me just give you some simple examples of what this might look like. I, I like to use corporate level type stuff because it's easier to communicate. You can choose to have an, a company that's centralized, okay, like a home office where there's like maybe a mainframe computer, um, or decentralized where it's distributed all over the place. Both organizational structures have advantages and disadvantages. Um, the question is, you need to take a look at the system and determine which one probably has the least disadvantages. And you choose that. Then, once you choose that, you have to organize how you're going to be within that system. So if a company decides they're going to be um, decentralized, there's still a certain amount of, okay, how is that structure going to look within a decentralized framework? Another way of describing this is if you've got a business that's got multiple products sold in different areas, you can have sales reps that sell all the product in one territory, or you can have specialists that understand each product that sells to all territories. Has advantages or disadvantages, but as a company, typically you decide which one you're going to go with, and then you organize within it. What I find all too often in the technology world is um, we're sold on an organizational system, and contextually that system doesn't really map up with what we're doing really well. So in other words, we kind of jump in uh, to something and we spend a lot of time learning it, figure out, only to realize it doesn't really work for what we're doing. So I apologize. I want to pause here for a second because I want to go to another commercial break and come back and delve into this a little bit more because there's definitely a mindset that I'd like to share with you that I've learned to be very, very helpful uh, in actually trying to organize and be pro productive. Um, again, I'm Jeff Copper. If you want to learn more about me, go to digcoaching.com. Our secret word today is glamour. Again, our secret word is glamour. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? <laughs> Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. 
Welcome back, everybody. Um, having a conversation about technology. Um, I want to reiterate, I don't want to uh, everybody believe that it's all gloom and doom, but because the market will have you believe it's the be-all, end-all, I'm just trying to provide some counterbalance for those that are struggling to help you begin to understand why and actually begin to understand some context that you might take a look at in order to sit down and maybe start to address this stuff more purposefully. So far, we've talked a little bit about apps that just dumb things down that effectively really don't work. They're very attractive because it looks like it gives you the answer, but I find that people just kind of go around in circles on those. We talked about the many challenges of working memory that get involved with technology and some of the pressure to diversify ourselves. Um, Recently, though, in the, before the break, I was talking about organizational systems, and I'm trying to kind of break down the organizing process so people uh, understand the process and understand what people tend to do and realize why that creates a little bit of a challenge. So at the end of the day, I learned is that you got to pause and take a look at the various different ways you could organize it and choose which one might suit you first. So first is the system, and then you organize within the system. Often today, we're hearing about this app, that app, or whatever, where basically they're just they're, they're selling you on the notion of this system like it's the be-all, end-all. And you end up investing an enormous amount of time to find out it doesn't quite work uh, for you, and you spend an enormous amount of time learning new, new apps only to find yourself drowning in a sea of technology. None of it works. The idea really is if you back up and spend some time more intentionally on understanding what works, it's helpful. I realize this is difficult. I discovered my organizational system in 1988. Uh, I wish I had more time to describe it. It would really be something that, that I would have to show you. Um, it manifests via paper and via digital means, but it's really more how my mind organizes information. I came to understand it, have a structure in my mind, and ever since 1988, my paper world and my digital world bend to that. If I pick up a piece of technology, it's got to be able to be adjusted to conform to that. If it doesn't, it's not anything that I can use. I'm fortunate because I have that filter with some clarity to know what I'm looking for because I stumbled into where I was able to become aware of how I organize things in my mind. It's a little bit difficult for you individually uh, because you're not used to making those observations. For the purposes of this, what I've learned is that since I understand how my mind works, Whenever there's a piece of technology, my job is to take a look at that technology and say, hmm, does it have the characteristics that are necessary for, for me when I'm putting this thing together? There's a bit of frustration that I have because often you have to delve into quite a bit to find out if it does or does not do what you want to do. It's very frustrating, time-consuming, so I have a tendency to resist a lot of stuff unless somebody can demonstrate it for me. But I've had a lot of success in what I do by filtering that stuff out because the idea really is is I, I focus on what my systems are and I try to find technology to adopt to it. And if, if it doesn't look like it does, I don't spend the time um, organizing it. When I'm working with my clients, I spend a lot of time uh, with this. Um, not to get too deep, is that one of the things that I've learned, if you want to understand what your organizational mind system is, if you look at your own behavior, um, it's, it's hard for me to describe to you in an audio uh, format, but 
literally as many of you out there with ADHD do not think that you have an organizational system. You do, uh, at least a physical one. Um, if you walk into the house and you shed all your clothes and they're at the door, that's your system if you know where that stuff is. Again, some of you will disp dispute me on that, but I'd really have to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation to kind of walk through systems to prove that. But needless to say is, is if you take a look at your habits over a period of time, there tend to be systems. And if you watch those habits and you look for apps that conform to that, there's a higher, higher degree of probability. So I think I've probably confused everybody this last part. So let me bring this all together. Bottom line is in life, I have found organization to be a two-step process. One, you have to understand what you're organizing. You have to understand the situation that you're organizing and you have to understand how you think. As a Venn diagram, those things come together, and then you're looking for what organizational system comes together that would make the most sense for that particular thing. Finding that system is trial and error. Once you find it, you organize within it. What I see is that the market is glamorizing technology and selling things to be the be-all, end-all. And people with ADHD are just jumping at that, thinking that will be there, and they find that it doesn't work. And they grab another one, it doesn't work. And they grab another one, it doesn't work. And it continues until they get overwhelmed. And then they've got lots of technology that's in place with everything distributed all over place, and they get overwhelmed, and they just give up, and they get paralyzed. So these types of situations that Again, the attraction of technology is a little bit of fool's gold. It takes the thinking out of it, um, thinking it's a pause, back up, and take a look. What am I trying to do? What are all the systems out there? What would be the best system for me to take that into place? So in summary, with ADHD, you have a self-regulation issue. You've got to use your thinking brain to override your automatic brain. The market sells the glamorization of technology, and people jump to that without thinking about what they're trying to do, and thereby they end up drowning in a sea of apps and sea of technology. The purpose of this show is to bring a context to it, to get yourself to pause and to back up and think about it. I will tell you this, is that personally, I wish we had some digital organizers out there. When I say digital organizers, like a, a personal organizer, really somebody that I could go to that knows lots of different technologies where I can talk about what I'm doing and they can help me figure out which technology or which app makes the most sense to me. All too often I find people that know one system and I become the case manager of having to do all the legwork to figure out which one it is. Um, that being said is if you find somebody who understands organization and has a sense of technology, they can help you out. Um, I'm not the best at it because I don't know all the tools, but I have a, a, do a pretty good job at trying to help people figure out what their system is. So at the end of the day, the point of this show was really to bring a context to things, to unearth some variables inside that I think people with ADHD are oblivious to and they don't think through. At the end of the day, when I'm coaching people, I always hold working memory in mind, trying to think about as if it's an organizational system, how can we remove thinking as much as we can out of it? How can we simplify it? And how can we take a look at the person's behavior and find technology that fits that behavior? I realize that's a little bit vague. 
um, for many of you because you haven't thought in those terms, but it's about problem solving, going back to the point. If you dumb things down to too much and you take the thinking out of it, you become uh, paralyzed because uh, you don't even know how to think at that point in time. So anyway, coaches are available. Professional organizers are available to help you kind of think through these things. And one thing I will tell is, conversations with people and paper can be high tech for people with ADHD. And so hybrid systems are really, really, really pretty good. So I hope this has given you pause to ponder and think um, with that. We'll wrap this up again. Our secret word tonight is glamour glamorization. I'll take either one. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. Catch us next week for another great edition of attention talk radio. Take care.